welcome to the Unbusy Your Life podcast, where each week you will learn the tips, tools, strategies, and mindset of productivity. This isn't time management. This is personal management because the solution to your scheduling, time, and productivity issues is you and how you show up in your time. Hi, I'm Neil Williams, life coach and productivity expert, and I am going to help you become the best you in your 24 hours so you can get all the things done and live the exact life you want. Get ready to unbusy your life. Welcome to episode number 63 of the Unbusy Your Life podcast. I am so thrilled to be here with you. How are you? What's new in your world? I think I mentioned on the last podcast that we put our house on the market. We sold it in basically a day. So we're in the midst of packing up and moving. And the area that we're moving to is in super high demand. And so we're just renting for now. And I think that we'll probably end up building again at some point. But for right now, the place that we're renting is pretty small. Now, mind you, I can like see the lake from the front porch. So I am not complaining. It is like dreamy where we're at, but it's pretty small. And I know this is relative and it's my thoughts. I get it. It's only about 1500 square feet and we're moving from about a 3000 square foot home. So I'm like binging on all the minimalist podcasts and books and teachings. So if you know of a good one, send me a DM or an email. I would love to check it out. Now, this also means that I am no longer going to have, at least for the next bit of time, a home office. So I am actually signing a lease for a rental space for an office. And I found the most gorgeous place ever. Like it is totally my style. We walked into it last week for date night, (laughs) We checked out office space, and then we went and had cocktails. But we walked into the building and my husband was like, oh my gosh, this building was like made for you. And I was like, yes, it is made for me. And the office is on the top floor and it's gorgeous. It has windows in all four walls, which if you don't know this about me, I like need natural light. I need to feel like I'm a part of the outside. I need to be able to see out because I'm a little claustrophobic. And so it has this, like, I can literally look out and look at the mountains. It is so gorgeous. I'm so excited to be on Instagram when I get it all moved in and styled and ready to go and show you all the beautiful parts of it. So I think I'm going to just go on Instagram and like, as I get it put together and styled, kind of give you some sneak peeks of how it's going. So if you're not following me on Instagram, please follow me. My handle is at Neil Williams coach. And if you're a stylist or your interior designer, please DM me. I want this office to be like the most incredible, luxurious, exciting, motivating, inspiring space that I could ever make it. So if you've seen the office that I'm in right now, it's pretty baller. (laughs) It's going to be hard to top, but I know I can do it. Okay. So enough about me. I want to dive into the show today to continue on with my series on procrastination. And I'm so excited about this episode, you guys, because I'm going to outline four types of procrastination so that you can help you identify which one you tend towards if procrastination is a problem for you. Now, the whole reason why I wanted to do this episode is that so many people that I work with, and I used to do this too, identify as a procrastinator. But here's the truth. There are some areas or things that you might procrastinate on 
but not everything. Remember what the definition of procrastination is? It's delaying action. So you delay action on some things, but not on everything. For example, you might procrastinate on your taxes if you're like me, (laughs) or new projects or finishing things once you've started them. But there are also a ton of things that you don't delay action on. Most of us don't procrastinate on eating, right? We're hungry and we go do it. We take immediate action. We don't delay the action. And in fact, maybe that is something we want to procrastinate on a little bit more if you're someone who likes to intermittent fast like me. Or getting your kids ready for the bus or dropping them off at school or picking them up. Do you delay action on that? Probably not. But you don't think about that part. There's a whole host of things that you do without questioning and without putting off. So when I'm outlining these four types, it's really to help you identify the specific areas or things that you have habitual thought feeling patterns that are driving the action of procrastination, that are driving that delayed action. Also, please hear me when I make this point. I am not a psychologist, so this is not a diagnosis. This is all about my observation of myself and hundreds of other entrepreneurs and humans who are struggling with the habit of procrastination and the process that I've created to overcome it and my observation of the success in that process. So I'm going to outline the four types of procrastination for you. I'm going to tell you the feeling that is fueling it and some of the most common thoughts that I've collected in myself and in my clients and students that creates that feeling and drives the delayed action. And the thing that you're delaying, so the specific kinds of actions that you're delaying, I think it's important to look at that. And then I'm going to give you a client example for each one of these four. So again, the whole point of this episode is for you to understand and to stop identifying as a procrastinator. It's like you probably brush your teeth every day, right? But we don't call each other teeth brushers. Like we don't identify that way, right? So I want to like release you from the identification as a procrastinator and help you just understand I delay action on some things. My propensity is to delay action on these specific types of things. I have habitual thinking and feeling right now that is leading to my delaying action, these specific kinds of actions so that you can get a little bit more leverage over it. It's just, it's not who you are. It's just a habit that has been created because of habitual thinking and feeling in your brain. Okay, so here are the four types that we're gonna cover today. Number one is overwhelm procrastination. Number two is perfectionism procrastination. Number three is indecision procrastination. And number four is imposter syndrome procrastination. Now, just as a quick recap from last week, remember that the behavior of of procrastinating is really from a thought-feeling combination. It's, again, not who you are. It's just that your brain is offering you thoughts that make you feel a certain feeling that fuels you to procrastinate or delay taking an action. So these different types are really categorized based on the feeling that fuels them and the actions that get delayed, that you end up delaying. So as I talk through these, you're probably going to understand which one or ones you tend towards. And the last point that I want to make here as a recap is that remember that by your brain driving you to delay action on something, to procrastinate, it is achieving its goal of making you feel better. 
And that most often that thing that you feel better is relief. You get to feel relief instead of overwhelm, relief instead of worry, relief instead of anxiety. So what I want to teach you is where are these specific things that you may want? What I want to teach you on this episode is that there are very specific things that you can do this work on swapping out this behavior and learn how to prioritize accomplishment and done and immediate action over delayed action and relief. And once you are able to do that, you will have solved the problem for yourself. So Let's dive in. The first one is overwhelm procrastination. Now, this is the one that I struggled with for a long time, and I think it's the most generalized version of procrastination. As its name suggests, it's procrastination from the feeling of overwhelm. Okay, so overwhelm is what's driving it. I'm going to give you a list of thoughts that typically create the overwhelm, the most common ones that I've encountered and my students have encountered. And the things that we end up delaying when we're in overwhelm procrastination is the things that your brain doesn't have like an immediate answer to the question of how, or doesn't have like the exact step-by-step plan on how to get from A to B. So this often looks like things that are new to you or big projects. It is often what delays planning or scheduling as well. The to-do list that seems so big or too big to handle that your brain like melts down in overwhelm. And then you don't even get to the step where you make a plan to get the to-do list done, right? You just like delay even making the plan. So what happens in our brains is we think that if we just know the how or the exact steps, then we can feel confident in charge to get the things done. But I want you to stop and really think about this. It's almost never the case with something new that you've never done before or something that came into your world that you have not encountered before that you would know the exact steps. You would know the exact process to get there, right? The how isn't readily available to you. So this is how you know if this is the type of procrastination that you are struggling with. You can look at specifically In your calendar, what are the things that keep rolling over day after day after day? Do you notice that they're like the big projects or the things you haven't tackled before or that in your brain are like these big, huge things? Maybe you don't have an exact plan for how you're actually going to get them done. If your brain goes to, I don't know how, notice if it says this to you, I don't know how to do that. Then this is the type of procrastination that you're going to want to focus your efforts on. So You can also check this by checking to see if you have any of these thoughts. So these are the most common thoughts that lead to overwhelmed procrastination. I don't have enough time, which would lead to the not actually making a plan to figure out how to get the things done in the time that you do have. (laughs) I have too much to do. I can't figure it out. I don't know how. My to-do list keeps growing. I don't even know where to start. I won't get it done anyway. These thoughts often create the feeling of overwhelm, and that overwhelm is the thing that is driving the delaying of the action. Because when you decide that you're not going to do that thing that you said you were going to do, you get immediate relief. And that relief is reinforcing the habit, the thought feeling loop that you have that's driving the act of delaying. So 
Notice if this is you, number one, and if it is, we want to start to practice new thought feeling combinations that are going to help you take immediate action or at least follow through what you said you're going to do instead of delaying the action. So I'm going to offer these up to you. If they work, great, use them. If not, You just need to do a little bit of work to come up with thought feeling combinations that are going to work for you in driving, doing the thing instead of delaying it. All right. So here's the first thought. I decide what and when things get done. So this often creates a feeling of being in control or in charge. Here's another one. I always figure it out. For a lot of people that feels confident. All I need to do is to take the next step. That often also creates a sense of confidence. How about this one? Doing it now is easier than doing it later. That can create the feeling of committed or in control or in charge. So those are a couple of different thought feeling combinations to try on. See if they work for you. Now, what's going to happen is if it works for you and you're able to get yourself into taking action when you told yourself you would versus delaying the action, which is the procrastination, the reward that you're going to get to close that habit loop is the feeling of pride or accomplishment in doing what you said you would do when you said you would do it. That is what's going to reinforce the new habit of follow through. So every single time that you practice this, you get stronger and the habit gets stronger and easier to do because you have the reward fueling it and whatever gets rewarded gets repeated. Okay. So that is overwhelm procrastination. Quick little story about a student from my group program. She hopped on the call this week and she was like, I'm just completely overwhelmed. And the overwhelm was so strong for her. She was literally like stuck and not doing anything. So she is, she had things on her to-do list and in her brain, there was no way that she could possibly get them all done. So I just asked her when I was coaching her, if we could figure it out, like if we could make a plan to get them all done, what might that look like? And here's what her brain said to her. Now, you guys, I love my job. I love brains. They're so fun, so entertaining. Here's what it said to us. Well, I could, but I'd have to sleep less. (laughs) Which, of course, is her brain rebelling against the question that I just asked her. So I asked her another question and I said, okay, well, what would it look like if we could figure out and you still slept the same amount of time that you want to sleep? And once I asked her that question, guess what happened? Her brain like literally downloaded the exact plan from A to Z. Like, oh, I'm going to delegate these things. I'm going to do this one. I'm going to do this at this time. And like, she knew the exact plan. And the reason why she was able to do that is because I got her out of the overwhelm and into the feeling of in control, in charge, confidence. Like if I could do this, I can do this. What is my plan? So that's just a quick example of a student and how I helped her with this specific situation she was in move from overwhelm to feeling confident and in control. So asking yourself questions, great strategy and tool to use for this one. Okay, this is going to be a long episode, you guys. I'll try and move ahead a little bit faster. Second type of procrastination is perfection procrastination. So this one, the delayed action is fueled from the feelings of self-doubt, insecurity, sometimes worry. Those feelings are fueling the action of perfecting, making better, constant editing, questioning yourself. And actually the procrastination part is delaying the doneness, right? It delays the action of completion and the action of done. And we kind of like kid ourselves like that we're doing what we're supposed to be doing because we're editing it and we're making it better and we are making it perfect for our people. 
So I want you to like stop and consider this. Do you have a bunch of unfinished projects or partially done projects or tasks? And do you notice that you get into the habit of constantly editing or revising something? This like trying to make it better. If this is you, then this is the type of procrastination that you're going to want to focus on. And again, the feelings that are fueling it are self-doubt, insecurity, worry. Those are fueling the delayed action of completion, of doneness. So the most common thoughts that are leading to this, that are creating the self-doubt, insecurity, or worry are things like, I'm not good enough. It's not good enough. I should have done it better. I always mess things up. Other people will criticize or judge me. It won't be right. I always do it wrong. So notice that if you delay the completion, delay the doneness, then you don't have to feel the self-doubt or the worry or insecurity. You can stay safe and comfortable because nobody is going to get it in the world because it's not done or delivered. And so nobody gets to have an opinion or a judgment about it. And so what you're really worried about here, what your brain is really trying to prevent you from experiencing is the lack of external validation. So if you're someone who's always gotten the A pluses, always been like the top of the class, all of that, I was absolutely this person. And I talked about this before that my nickname really in my family was Little Miss Perfect, right? And I was like, that built my ego up. I was like, yeah, I am. Until I realized that it's really not helpful in terms of like the value that I can create in the world. It was keeping the value that I can create and offer to the people in my life and to the people that I help at a very slow, low growth. So if you notice that you are someone who really likes the external validation, you like the A pluses, you like the 100%, all of that, this is probably the type of procrastination that you want to focus on. And you will also know it because you will see that you keep pushing out the deadline for something to be done. Like, oh, I was going to have it done on Tuesday, but I'm just going to push it to next week. And then it becomes the next week, right? So the done, the action of done gets delayed. So here are a few new thought and feeling combinations that you could use to help you get into the action of completion. Done is better than perfect might be one that works for you. Someone is waiting for this. This is a great one if you're thinking about like creating content or a new project or a course or a membership or something like that and you feel like a sense of service or connected to your people. This is good enough for now. This is not about me. It's about helping my people. Again, that's a a thought that might feel connected for you to your people. It doesn't need to be perfect. It just needs to help my person. So if you can get yourself out of the worry and the self-doubt and the insecurity and instead thinking about the other people and who this is really supposed to help, Because as long as it stays undone, it's not helping anyone. It's not helping you. It's not helping the world. But if you can get to the place where you feel connected or maybe committed to your people to helping them, you might move more into the action of completion and doneness instead of constantly editing and revising and trying to make it perfect. This is exactly what happened for one of my group members uh, a few weeks ago. She was telling us a story about um, she had this course in her mind and she's had it in her brain for over a year. And she has, she hasn't like, it's in her brain, but it's not like done and out in the world. And so this is what was, she was struggling with is perfectionism. Like it won't be good enough. I can't do this because it's not good enough. It's not going to be 
as perfect as something else. And notice that she was also comparing to other people, which is a common thing in a perfectionism, procrastination, comparing despair. And so she was really worried and feeling insecure. And so of course she never actually got the course done from that place. But when we moved her to the thought of someone needs this today and she felt committed, she made the plan for it. She's following through on the plan and the course is almost done. So that's what you want to do. You want to get to a thought feeling combination that's going to drive the action of completion instead of what's happening right now, which is driving the action of delaying the completion. Make sense? Okay. So that's perfectionism procrastination. Number three is indecision procrastination. This is one of my favorites. This indecision procrastination is fueled from the feelings of confusion, worry, self-doubt, or fear. And what the thing is that gets punted or pushed off is the making of the decision. And instead of doing this, we delay making the decision. What we do is we like consider all the options. We make a pro and con list. We ask other people for their opinions. We go and do a lot of research. Maybe we buy a course or a program or something to help us make this decision. All of this is delaying the action of deciding. We sit in indecision. We don't make a decision because when we do, then we have to reconcile our thoughts about the decision. We anticipate the thoughts that we're going to have about the decision that we made. And oftentimes we don't like them because the thoughts are things like, I made the wrong decision. This isn't right. There was a better decision. I should have dot, 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 right? So the thinking that's creating the confusion or the fear or the worry or the doubt that is driving the delay of making the decision is things like this. There's a right decision. I don't know what the right answer is. I just need more information. I might make the wrong decision. Or here's one of my favorites. I might regret it. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, because think about this, you guys. How long does it take to make a decision? Literally a split second. It's yes or no. It's this or that, right? It is. We don't need time to make decision. What we do is we use a lot of time in our brains trying to contemplate making the right one or what we might think or feel if we make a decision, then we decide that we regretted it. So if you push it off, if you pun it, then you don't have to feel the scared, the worry, the doubt, and the lack of trust in yourself that might surface if you know that you're going to question yourself about the decision that you make. So the way out of this, the way to get to making a decision, taking more immediate action of making a decision, are thoughts and feelings like this. I trust myself to make the right decision. I support myself no matter what. I know what I want to do here. I'll make the right decision. There are no wrong decisions. That's one of my favorites. Because if you believe that there's no wrong decisions, There's nothing to contemplate. You just pick something and go. Move forward, implement, learn, fail, make another decision and repeat that process, right? This happened for one of my students in the group program a couple of weeks ago. She came onto the call and she was like, I don't know what to do in my business. I don't know how to structure it. And she's like, I've been thinking about this and thinking about this and I just can't make a decision on what I wanna do. And the questions that I asked her were things like, well, if you did know, what would the answer be? Or like, if we just like played around and you were like coaching another client on this, what would you tell that person? So the way around getting out of indecision procrastination is to not accept not making a decision from your brain. The I don't knows and the there's a right run or a wrong one. You just ask yourself, what do I want to do here? And you 
practice trusting yourself for the answer that your brain responds to you with. So when I got her to move from confusion, because her thought was, I don't know what to do here. And she felt confused when I got her to the place of like, I know exactly what to do. And she felt certain she told us all the decisions that she was going to make. And she went and she implemented them. It literally took a split second for her brain to get back on track and make the decisions, tell her, return to her the answers of all the questions that she had. So again, this is a great one to use questions with to move yourself out of the delayed action of indecision and into the action of making a decision. Okay, last one, imposter syndrome procrastination. This one is fueled by fear. And the fear really is the fear of what other people think, what other people might say about what we're doing in the world. And the things that get pushed off, that get delayed when we're procrastinating here are things like new projects, big important projects, launches, going live on Facebook or Instagram. Think about creating video content and putting it into the world. It's anything that would like scale and grow and make you more visible to more people. And here are the most common thoughts that lead to these feeling, this feeling of fear. If you are, if you are experiencing this type of procrastination, I'm a fraud. I don't deserve it. I'm not good enough. Other people are so much better than I am, right? So fear here is the thing that stalls out the action. It just keeps you safe from doing the things that would put you more out into the world. And it just kind of keeps your footprint small. So you've probably heard this before, but the idea of playing not to lose instead of to win is kind of the flavor of this kind of procrastination, because what you'll notice is you delay doing the things that would really grow and scale you and your business because you're so concerned and worried about what other people might think. And so here are a couple of new thought feeling combinations that could work to drive the action of doing these things and growing your reach, growing your impact. Fear won't stop me. That might feel committed. All I have to do is help my people. That one might feel connected and that might be enough to get you out into the world. All they care about is that I can help them, which is the truth. (laughs) That might feel in charge or connected. I have the solution and that's all that matters. That could feel in control. That could feel connected again. So those kinds of thought feeling combinations will often drive you doing the things that are going to grow you and your business that are going to make you more visible, get you into the world on a bigger scale and create more impact. I work with several teacher entrepreneurs whom I love because they're so passionate about the work that they do. And some of them are still teaching full-time and have their business on the side. And then there's some who leave their teaching jobs and just go full-time in their businesses. And amongst this group, this is a really common struggle that I see. They leave their teaching job and then their brains start to tell them that because they aren't in the classroom, that they're a fraud, that the teachers who are their clients, their customers won't trust them anymore. So here's one way that I ask them to consider the truth of that. So based on that line of reasoning, a male OBGYN would be a total fraud. Like literally a male does not have the female parts that they're supposedly experts at helping their patients with. So how could they possibly be legit? Now, of course, this is a ridiculous example, right? But it's that's the exact reason why I love to use it because it opens your brain up to the possibility that maybe you are who you are 
and exactly the right person to be doing what you're doing and helping the people that you're helping with whatever it is that you're telling yourself is a problem or that people might find out about. Maybe that is the thing that makes you the perfect person to be serving this group of people in the first place. It's because of who you are that makes you and your offer so valuable to your people. Because if you can believe that and you can find the truth in that, you're not going to be fearful about not being good enough or about being a fraud or that somebody might find X, Y, Z out about you. You're going to move into the feeling of connectedness, into certainty and confidence in what you're doing in the world. And that's going to allow you, that's going to fuel you to go take those actions that you've been delaying to get those big things out into the world, to be more present, be more visible, be more vulnerable inside of your groups or on your platforms or wherever you are showing up in the world. So those are the four specific types of procrastination that I see most commonly in the entrepreneurial world. So it's overwhelm, procrastination, perfectionism, procrastination, indecision, procrastination, and imposter syndrome, procrastination. So I'm hoping at the end of this episode that you have a much deeper awareness now of why you procrastinate, what the specific type of procrastination is that you tend towards, and maybe the thoughts and the feelings that are driving your procrastination or your delay on the actions that you want to be doing. And I've also given you some examples of other thought feeling combinations that you can try on to try and overcome it by fueling yourself with a different emotion that will help you take different action, which The action we want to be taking here instead of delaying action is taking immediate action or at the very least doing what the thing you said you were going to do when you said you were going to do it. So I also wanted to offer you these client examples because I wanted you to see that number one, you aren't a procrastinator. You just delay action on some things. And number two, that it's possible to overcome this habit even if you think that you are the hardest core of the hardcore procrastinators. All you really need to do is find the thought feeling combination that's driving it and then you have something to work with. Then you know what you need to change in order to fuel the action of doing that thing now, of following through. You should have so much more awareness of your habit of procrastination from just these two episodes. And next week, I'm going to teach you another brain hack in this series that you can use to build your doing the things right now, doing them when you said you were going to do them muscle. This is a skill, just like anything else that you want to get better at. And it requires practice and effort to do that. And I'm going to give you the assignment next week that will allow you to have plenty of practice, all the practice that you need to get into action now instead of delaying action. I hope this was super helpful. I hope you see something about procrastination that you maybe didn't see it in a way that you were looking at it before. And I hope that you're now considering getting into action instead of delaying it. Have a beautiful, unbusy week, everybody. I'll see you next week.